Hello and welcome everyone back to Projecting. Um, I know you all missed it so much, my typical gag about how you don't pay me and whatever. So I'm here over at um, our buddy Ryan's place. Uh, Ryan is a friend of mine along with Josh Hansis, who I guess is okay. And we're Appreciate all <laughs> we're using um, Ryan's <laughs> equipment to record this podcast, which you'll find out why in a little bit. But we're here recording. It is not a, a typical Yeti blue thrown in the middle of two people or a shotgun mic dangled in between people for uh, for an episode. So it's a little different. But thank you, Ryan, for letting us use your place and for using your equipment. It's uh, it's 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 very nice. Of course, my horse. Oh my god. Of course, my horse. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so I'm here with these guys. So we're actually here to talk a little bit. Ooh, mood lighting. We're here to talk a little bit about uh, podcasting and not just in the meta sense, but it's actually very relevant. We're I'm actually really excited because all this podcasting and playing around with it and developing relationships with people. Um, if you remember, Ryan actually came on the podcast, I don't know, like what, six weeks, two months ago, three months ago. It was around December when we recorded it. It was before uh, the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then it came out sometime in January. We talked about myths and misconceptions and talked about how you make really good steaks and how it's not. Oh, what you don't would think. put me on the burner like that. <laughs> I'm, don't make everybody think that I cook good steaks. Talk about I just how Ryan cooks his steaks that are not the traditional way of torching it. So, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> Ryan, I think you mentioned a little bit on the podcast about how you were interested in doing your own podcast. I kind of goes down that route all the time looking at myths and misconceptions and rumors and their origins and how they develop and you kind of came to me later because you and josh were really starting to develop this idea and you know very generous to pull me on i'm excited to be a part of it it's been a really cool process but we're actually launching a podcast called rumor flies and uh we're kind of here to talk about that but also talk about podcasting in general like i was saying earlier uh, what are the ones we love? How did we kind of get into this? What was kind of the origins of this podcast itself? So um, anyway, yeah, Ryan, I guess we'll just kind of start with you and explain a little bit about Rumor Flies and kind of the brain, how that, where the origins are. Yeah, so after you asked me on, uh, I, I talked to you about the fact that I kind of wanted to start my own podcast at some point, but I really didn't know where to start or anything like that, or even if somebody want to listen to that extent. After we did the recording... I had a few people actually message me either on Facebook or just call me up and say they actually listened to your podcast and they really liked it and it was actually really fun. Aww. So <laughs> you have listeners for one. Thanks, so. fam. Exactly. <laughs> uh, especially one of our friends. It was actually Will. Yeah. Hey, Will. Hey, Will. <laughs> Hi, Will. Will Crusty, you know. Oh, Crusty. Yeah, yeah, Will Crusty. Yeah, yeah. Now we're just calling. Sorry, if you want us to bleep this, just tell us, you know, after you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, we had some good response from people, and it kind of actually like uh, gave me you? a little bit of motivation yeah. to actually kind of push forward. And you sent me a message and said, "Dude, this would be a good idea. We should do this." And we talked about doing, you know, one of two different projects potentially, and we stuck with one. And I looked for some people occasionally, and then I was just like, "Well, you know, Josh from the get-go has been somebody I've had really good chemistry with in the first place." So I talked to him about the idea of doing a podcast where we discuss things that generally do what we were talking about in the podcast before, where it's a bunch of rumors, myths, misconceptions that happen every day that you hear all the time, where usually most people will take it at face value unless an asshole comes in and says, actually, is this way. 
well, we kind of wanted to do that. And I talked to Josh about, hey, look, this might actually be, be kind of fun to kind of source it and not to just be, you know, flexing our muscles about anything, but just to be pedantic. It's actually just to be like, it's meant to kind of be a little educational. It's educational because usually a lot of people like that whole wow factor. We're just like, I never really put that together in my head yet that that didn't make sense. And we might have a few of those in each episode. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it kind of falls under a less broad cat, like a very specific category, but it's kind of the beauty of it is that we can cover so many different things with it. And Josh was down from almost the get-go from when I talked to him about it, right? Yeah, I mean, as soon as you talked to him about it, I was like, cool, that's an excuse to drink and hang out some more, so I'm always down for it. Oh, they're not supposed to know we're drinking while right. doing this? I mean, yeah, whatever. As if it wasn't painful. Yeah, I was going to say, as, as if they didn't the glasses, know already. Do you listen to my podcast? If, you like, if, if you've even listened to like two episodes, you're going to hear a glass clink at some time. <laughs> like, it's, it's so... It's, it's just... It's so, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Little little drinking action going on, but yeah, yeah, like Ryan, Ryan and I have known each other for, God, we're probably pushing fifteen years now. Oh, it's sixth grade. Yeah, we're probably pushing like close to twelve to twenty six, fourteen. Yeah, we're we're pushing fifteen. We're gonna have to have a nice dinner together and do (laughs) fifteen. We're gonna have to celebrate it. Yeah, Uh, we've known each other for about fifteen years now and just kind of been best friends ever since. And uh, he asked me to to jump on with him, and I was like, "Hell yeah, man, let's do it!" And I mean, I I podcasting is something I recently got into. Ryan was was into it before me, only a um, couple months before you. Yeah, yeah, not not much longer. But you've you've kind of steered me in the right direction, and like you've kind of like shown me some like podcasts to check out, and I've kind of branched off down my own little avenues. But it's something that I very much enjoy, and it was something I was really interested in getting into. Yeah, real quick. Greg, you didn't know this, but Uh-oh. yes, the whole best friends thing, but we actually found out that we became family. Yeah, we're actually point. like related. No we're, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we, we found out that we were like extremely distant out? cousins from like two different marriages. Um, his grandmother passed away and when they were going through her like address book, they found the name of like my great aunt in there and like there's some relation by family or some yeah, way. That's that. actually really funny. Yeah. You're like, literally fam. We're going to need a chart fam. for it. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's like twice removed, once married, whatever, whatever. But still, yeah, it still counts. But that's New Orleans, biggest small town in the world. Wait, is this the biggest small town in the world or the smallest big town in the world? Let's think about that one. That's a jumping off point. Wait, which one's Reno? Uh, The biggest little city. America's biggest little city. Yeah. Well, we're close to it. Whatever. We're uh, bigger than Reno. I, I kind of feel like we take America's the, biggest little city. Yeah, I think we're the biggest small city. I've I done agree. the Crescent City Classic. Like I said, I'm, I, I was training for it. And I ran oh, from the big downtown all the way out. to City Park in an hour. And that like, covers a lot of ground. And not only that, I mean, like you can like when I go out of town, like when I used to go out of town for Mardi Gras all the time, I swear to God, I'd see like 10 people I knew no matter where I went. Well, I ran, we ran into someone we knew in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering the fact that like... <laughs> We have a population right now of about 300,000. Tokyo has a population of about... I mean, greater New Orleans is like 1.2 million total. Yeah, like, yeah That's yeah. in North Shore, Canada, Yeah, that's everything. greater. Yeah. New Orleans, Paris... Saying, New Orleans is like 350, 300, right? Yeah. yeah. Tokyo is 30 million. Like, that's, that's it? something to consider. I don't know. That's a lot of people. We're getting off track, but anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> podcasts... That's how we got to where we are today. Well, that's part of... That's actually a lot of the... <laughs> charm of our podcast is like you know we'll, we'll kind of digress a little bit but, but really, what about our uh, accents oh good Thank wait you. so i can't tell you how many times like when i worked in disney which you don't have an accent yeah no no spoiler alert you're gonna hear a disney episode uh on our so podcast good. but when i would talk to people when i would meet people and i talk to them and i'd be like hi you know i'm josh i'm from new orleans and they're like no you're not i'm like y- y- yes i am they're like they're like no you're not i'm like 
I got, uh, I got, I'm okay. from California. I got New York. I got, new, I they're got, like, you sound like you're from New York. And I'm like, why? Because I don't talk like this all the time. Well, the weird part about it is that we still say y'all. Yeah. And I told them we we say it's, it's a, isms. It's not. Accent. Exactly. It's That's isms. exactly what I it's say. It's y'all. It's, 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 uh, you know, uh, if I'm talking about streets, you know, like. Parishes. Parishes. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't even say parish. No, what? I say parishes. Like, yeah. I like slur right Okay. It. Let me ask you this. O-I-L. How do you say that? Oil. Earl? Oil. <laughs> oh, all three of us say totally different. Yeah. No, I say, I say oil. Right. I say, see, I say oil. I say oil. I, I mean, and it, but it's funny because when they would talk to me, they'd be like, oh, you know, you do kind of have like these words that you would say, but nobody believed me. They're like, you, you don't sound like you're from New Orleans. I'm like, I'm not some like hillbilly that just like lives in his trailer out in the swamp or anything like that. Like we, ha- we have, you know, all right. civilization. For the record, until I met a person that is not from here, I had never heard the term making groceries ever. I will say I'm, I do or not. Hear, I do not hear it casually say. I don't see or hear people say casually they're making groceries. I do hear where you at. Where you at's fine. I do hear where you I, at. Yeah, I've never heard making groceries. I do hear the parish, like the kind of like again that that, that parish. Yeah, My yeah, dad, yeah. Um, um, Claiborne. Dude, I went on a mystery tour with Carlene a little while ago. Actually, it was one of those escape the room things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a map that we had to read, and I think she said, uh, as a Burgundy, to... and she said Calliope. The true, the two Calliope. ways. That, no, Calliope the guy Burgundy. literally said, "Calliope, where are you from?" And she said, "Uh, and she said, uh, Burgundy." She goes, and he goes, "Burgundy, where are you from?" And she was like, "Here." And once again, here. And I was really waiting for when she said, uh, "Cleo," for him to be like, oh, "No," I was going to be like, "CL10, where are you from?" <laughs> <laughs> What's just funny is like I always tell people the rule of thumb if you're looking at street names, especially downtown, is if it looks French, pronounce it English. If it looks English, pronounce it French. <laughs> that's, like, that's a good rule. That's pretty good. That yeah. was a very simple rule. Yeah. And then of course my favorite, hearing a GPS, try to say Chapatulas. Oh, dude, Chapatulas. That that's my go-to. Like I like when people are like you know when they tell me stuff about like you know my accent or whatever I'm like read this word real quick and I'd show them Chapatulas uh, and they'd be like to Chapatulas like what the fuck does that say and I'm like Chapatula like, no when I was going from enunciation to Chapatulas my garment started smoking I'm like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so kind of I guess rolling a little bit back into the the podcast and stuff so you know as y'all know projecting is kind of like I don't. Unlike most of my life, I don't actually market this thing very much. <laughs> and, and, um, it's, just, it's always been kind of an outlet for me. And it, it's honestly like part of the fun, not to get like too super sentimental, but like part of the fun of it was that like, like, right, you know, we weren't like, ever like super hyper tight in high school, but like we rolled together. We had friends, Josh, like, you know, I came like film gels, bam, y'all did travel by stars and stuff like, oh man, all that stuff. like, you know, we oh. all kind of rolled together and stuff. You two obviously tighter, but that was like a friendship group I hung out with. But we still all revolved in the same circle. Exactly. And then like, it was you just know, a wider years, circle than usual. and then years yeah. later, I put out a call on Facebook. I ended up recording seven episodes in like two days. And I basically put on a thing on Facebook saying, who wants to come on the podcast? Cause for me, it's a like, it's a personal outlet to kind of you know, as people like to know, you know, I love talking and I, I just externalize everything and I'm like, Oh, well, projecting is a good opportunity for me to kind of externalize anything I've got going on. Uh, and it's just kind of a little outlet for me. And part of the fun was that we, I put out that call for it and then Ryan messaged me and I heard from you in years. And I was like, Oh, it was really unexpected. And like, yeah, it sounds awesome. I'd love to catch up with Ryan. And then here we are now, like, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, it was kind of a, 
fun thing about it. And, and then as I got to spend more time with you and spend more time with Josh again, I realized like how hardcore y'all were about podcasts. Cause I was starting to really get into them. I was starting to really like down, you know, I had like 10 or 15 going and listening to a lot of stand-up comedy, listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of audible as well. Just so much driving, so much morning routine, so much traveling around just cause of my work and this, this, I realized like, oh my God, there are so many good podcasts. I mean, after when you did the one with me, you just sat down on a piece of paper and started writing down everything. You gave me Limetown, the message, all this stuff. And then, you know, I'll talk about Welcome to Night Vale. You got me into... Ars Paradoxica. Ars Paradoxica. And, you know, I it was just it was just this thing that like, again, YouTube, like this old friendship, it was kind of a fun bonding thing for me at least. Like, oh man, I've got these like podcasts I'm getting into and these two guys who love podcasts so i have no shortage of content now <laughs> it's been a really fun process going through that and then ultimately your brainchild we're doing one now and like that's just a very fun thing for me it's something i look forward to every week you know no it, it's extremely satisfying at this point because actually bringing something like that to fruition where there was a lot of footwork for us to do oh yeah i mean we had to get a few episodes down the, uh, ahead of time uh Spoiler alert, like our first four episodes are pre-recorded because we actually are working on doing something where we want to be a little bit more interactive. In order to do that, though, we need to get some interaction. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we didn't do but, the whole first season. We've got no. most of the first season somewhat mapped out. Like yeah. we know all our content we want to hit, but we want to have some flexibility to respond to people watching the show. Yeah, we definitely have to stop for that. Exactly. And like we didn't want to have 10 locked in and all of a sudden find out that I mean, basically what network television deals with. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to like lock yourself in. We want to be able to respond and then do also separate content. But we needed that, like, you know, I'm not going to say how many episodes, but we have, you know, a buffer zone that's we can respond to people, but we're not grinding out episodes every week and letting the quality suffer. We kind of try to strike a nice middle ground. And honestly, you're going to see our comfort level like definitely raise as each episode goes because I, I can definitely tell that like by the time you get to like four or so or three, you can tell that we've warmed up a bit more. Uh, not that episode one, episode one, I love. Obviously, I actually think episode one's so far my favorite. It's like, the, although the, the food one was very excellent, that yeah. was actually really good. But I love episode one. I mean, it's like anything you do, though. I mean, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it over time. And like, you know, I mean, it's not, I don't know about you guys, but it, I mean, I don't sit in front of a microphone very often. <laughs> well, honestly, so. Greg here is the only one that has any public speaking well, experience because yeah. hey, he's done TEDx talks oh, and, God. you know, we've both been in <laughs> bands and stuff. Like, all three of us have been in bands, but neither of us have had a, like, vocal role in those bands right. as far as I know. I mean, did you do anything like that? A little bit, yeah. Oh, um, did you scream anything audible? Well, like, actually band, intelligible. Yes. Other than that, um, yeah, I did. But, like, you know, that was in high school. Yeah, count. exactly. Well, like, for so, me, like, yeah. my voice comes through. Like, I write a lot. Like, I like when I write, like, that's how my voice gets out. So, like, sitting in front of a microphone, that's a newish thing to me. Like, I mean, I've well, recorded stuff well before. It. But, I mean, it's not something that I do very often. So, I mean, it, it's taken a little time to get used to. I mean, it's not something I've ever been intimidated of. I have no issue, like, speaking in front of a group of people, whether it's 100 people or 100,000. I've given public speeches before. In front of 100,000? Not, I mean, not quite that many, but I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's never something that like has bothered me. And like, I don't, I don't have any problems talking to people or anything like that, but to be able to like sit down and like stare at a microphone and know that like every word you say, someone's going to hear it and someone can criticize it. I mean, it's kind of a daunting task when you sit down and think about it, but you know, just after, like Ryan said, after the first episode, I felt a lot more comfortable. I felt a lot better. I felt like I was projecting myself a lot better. Hey, hey, oh, hey see what I did there. Oh, 
I felt like I was, you know, getting my points across and I wasn't using like dead words and stuff like that. So it, it, it's, it's a comfort thing. Dead words and stuff like that. Yep. That's why I did it. Yeah. But that's part of the fun though, too, is like there's, there's kind of a pedagogy in this territory that comes with podcasting where there's this authenticity question that always, and that's like my favorite phrase in the world right now. It's like the new synergy for me. Um, <laughs> but the, um, but this authenticity question where people go, you know, people tend to like podcasts because it feels more like a conversation, like checking in with old friends almost. And it is though. I mean, it's like what a lot of people no. like about it, especially stuff like, you know, you like blurred photos. Just I, checking I, in on you. Just checking in on you. <laughs> um, That's why I was laughing. There you go. Oh, we're going to start plugging soon. <laughs> there you go. But it's, it's, it is kind of like that. And what's interesting is when you come up with a project, when you're like, whether it's film, whether it's documentary, whether it's podcast, the first question that one of the earliest questions, not the first, one of the earliest questions you ask is, do I edit it? Do I edit stuff out? I had one episode where I actually legitimately edited something out, like a minute and a half, two minutes of content. And I had to, I made a whole intro because of it, talking about that, because that was a very difficult decision for me. But I ultimately, it what was kind of cool about the podcasting process was it forced me to answer that question of when do you go to war? Like, when do you stand by your ideals and when do you stand by things? Because at the end of the day, it's like, you can bulk up, you know, get all puffy chested about anything but if you got to decide if it's worth it and i had to ultimately decide this episode i did with two other guys i went it's not worth it and that was a very difficult decision and it was it was just the context and the things we were saying i was like ah, this opens too many doors for too much misinterpretation even as someone who there's profanity in my thing i i definitely push in a territory i probably shouldn't sometimes but hmm? what was that no, <laughs> piece of shit. The um, but you get what I'm saying. It's it's you kind of get into these very interesting ideological debates when you're working on stuff like this. Anything that involves trying to portray some level of your true self, as as high minded as that sounds. Well, I mean that's kind of the thing with this podcast. Though I mean something similar that we get into with with Rumor Flies is that well, no, like when we talk about things, like we're trying to base everything off of facts, and we're not trying to open too many doors to you know, cause problems or anything like that. We're just strictly going off the facts of what things actually are. And we don't really have want to, we don't really edit a whole lot of stuff. I mean, we bleep. I mean, but, I have, but that's different. That's different than like actually editing content out is what I'm right. saying. Right. There's not a whole segment that I've ever taken out so far. And I really don't think there is going to be one. No, because the only thing that I would possibly be worried about is where people might get a skew between the facts and our commentary or opinions on the facts, which once again, they're opinions. They don't count for anything, but I think for the most part, we've kept a good line of people knowing that what we're talking about is not something that we've looked up in a source. Like they know when it's just us, you know, putting our two cents in on it, if anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And most of the time it's because we're either cursing or saying something utterly stupid. So (laughs) which is a lot. (laughs) It's nothing you would think you would find in like, uh, scholarly article of any sort yeah and, and like that that's that's what i was saying though is like i like i don't want to be that guy though i don't want to be that guy that says things just to say things to get a reaction out of people i want to like you know whatever the topic we're talking about i want to base everything i'm saying off of facts and then i'll input my own you know opinions and you know thoughts and stuff on that right i don't really think that i think that's a very important part about our podcast is yeah. that 
our style of presenting things is not even our comedy i would more specifically say our comedy is not anything we we are going for a shock value of any sort or we're going for a scripted value of any sort where we are trying to really like hammer this in uh we talk about possibly the subjects that we're going to be covering but aside from that nothing else is really talked about beforehand maybe there's a cool joke where i'm like oh my god that was funny you should maybe bring that up again at some yeah. points but for the most part when we're talking we're not doing anything for like shock value it's it's very organic it's very natural yeah, it's the way we would be talking in a conversation and anybody that knows us including greg you talked to us before we even done this podcast greg you know us right <laughs> our talk uh, our manner of speech our manner of presenting things is very 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 Similar to the way we would, which is conversation off the Almost mic. Definitely, and it's it's not exactly like it's not like a debate. It's not like you're presenting these arguments in a full thing. But part of the fun of it was I saw when you first came on the podcast with me was you know you being Ryan. Um, <laughs> the part of the fun was that you sat down and you just had these notes in front of you, and you were like you knew your trajectory, you knew what you wanted to talk about. Sure, make you look like the nerd. <laughs> no, but the thing is, but you didn't have a script. Right. Like you had a very you had this list of things you wanted to hit. And you knew what they were going to be. And you'd be talking to me, and then you'd like glance down real quick because you know we were going to next. And like you built that arc naturally as you went. Bullet but you points just, are the best points, man. They are. And, and you know, really quick, back to the TEDx thing from earlier, dude. Couldn't have anything. And that was terrifying. You had just the so you brain know. points? Dude, it was. Like dude. no flashcards, no, no nothing? nothing. Jesus. And we had to go for eight minutes. Um, that was the limit, but they didn't want to really be like, they didn't say it couldn't be under a certain rate, but they generally want five to eight minutes Yeah, and you couldn't, your slides couldn't be loaded with text. So you couldn't lean on that. Dude, my problem would be squeezing shit into eight minutes. Like, well, you got to keep it simple. You got it. Like that's part of the thing about, that's kind of the flaw of TED in some ways is it's a primer rather than a thorough discussion. But even if you had half an hour or an hour, how like look at a documentary, an hour and a half, not, you know, two hour documentary at the end of the day, it's always a primer. It's not a... It's not. It's like a Wikipedia article. It can't. Yeah. It, there's only so thorough. It's. I always see them. It's not that they're trying to teach you something new. Is that they are opening you. you they're trying to get you exactly. They're opening the door so that you go home and then you now go do something about it. Right. And that's the interesting it's part. Like you take like, initiative. There's yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. Yeah. There's very few people that I've seen that have been able to encapsulate something into like a nice five minute box. It's and hard. The only person I can really think of, like off the top of my head, is CGP Gray. Have you mm. seen any of his videos? This fantastic. He's just got yeah. You've seen it. He's oh, this yeah, guy on YouTube. Fantastic. Look it up. Literally pick any video. Honestly, you watch his from. what is Reddit? I was shocked at how well he did with that. Right. And it's just like five to eight minute clips. He does like roughly five minutes every time of so a like, given what subject. What is the British Isles? And basically compared British Isles versus Great Britain versus England. Versus, he explained in five minutes. The, and oh, then yeah. he goes into Jesus. like the, the back lore of pretty much the Cimmerillion or the Lord of the Rings and explains the whole pantheon of them in five minutes and it is completely understandable and it, he has like some sort of black magic of making people <laughs> understand things in oh, such a short little succinct time yeah he doesn't cover everything as detailed no. but he hits <clears throat> the most important points to the point where if you were asked about this subject at like a casual conversation at a bar you could probably keep up a little bit yeah and wow. it's amazing that's interesting. It's the kind of guy who would sit down I'm, not, actually, I'm curious if he did this it's kind of thing where you have like cryptocurrencies and bitcoin was huge right and like, he's the kind of guy who'd be able to explain to you in five to seven minutes what it is and how it works, but not how you do it. And that's not his goal, though. His goal is to be like, you go, what is Bitcoin? And he goes, Bitcoin is blank. Or if you go, you go what is Reddit? Reddit is blank. 
And the whole point is at the end, if someone asks you what it is, you can go from what I understand, Reddit is blank. It's a very like, it's, so it's synopsis, out. but it's got enough understanding in it that you're not parroting. Did you reading, uh, well, seeing that video of what is Reddit help at all with the doc in yeah, terms of I was like, gonna ask we, that. Con- we tried to contact him, but he was so popular at that point that it was actually really hard to get him. So we were trying to be like, look, can I just wholesale take clips from your video and throw in the documentary? Like totally credit you. But I was like, I was like, it's so good. I want to intersperse it in between like, I just wanted to intersperse it throughout the documentary. So I was like, it, it hits so many points on the head that you could almost build a story around the sections he divides it up as. What does he talk like? Like when he says like, what is Reddit? I mean, is he talking like he a social media platform? He goes, yeah, he goes like, it's a news aggregator. And he's like, but what does that mean? And like, what does um, the upvote, downvote system, uh, the commenting? And he's like, he has a whole thing where he goes like, and then there's the comments. And he goes, this is where 90% of Reddit happens. It's the comments. And like, we all know that, but he's very clear about it. He just says, huh. he goes, Reddit isn't the content that's produced there. It's the content of the comments. And he explains like the comments work on an upvote, downvote system. And this is where the debate happens. This is where the culture happens. This is where the society of Reddit thrives. And I know that sounds so high-minded. Like I'll dump on Reddit all day. I've, I've got all kinds of strong opinions, pro and con to Reddit. <laughs> but, you know, the, the burdens of a documentary. Yeah, yeah but, right. But at the end of the day, it's, 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 he's basically saying he's like, what is Reddit? Reddit is what happens in the comments. I mean, that's really the fundamental questions he's kind of discussing there. And it's, it's, it really boils down to that. Well, to me, like, I, I think like just Reddit in general, just kind of like my own side tangent on it. Like Go for there, it. there's two, to me, there's like two distinct types of people on Reddit. There's the people that just like to look at the pictures that show up sure. and laugh. And there's the people that like will look at the content and then go to the comment section and then read more about what other people have to say. I'm, to me, it's very hit or miss for me. It depends on like what subreddit I'm on and stuff like that. But to me, you know, sometimes just looking at a picture is just fine, and the comments are atrocious. And like, there's there are definitely some subreddits that it becomes a problem. Yeah, and it's just it's either a a circle jerk or b it just doesn't really add anything to to what is the subject of whatever the, the post is. Yeah. And then, but there's other times when I read the comments of something and I feel like I've actually gained something from yeah. it. So I mean that that's just that's my the fundamental little... reason Reddit even succeeded. In the first right, place. and that's I think like, that's, that's it's the that's purpose of its it. base. Yeah, is the authentic conversation. Right, like right. it's it's these comments are people may or may not be experts, but they're you value their opinion because they feel like someone like you. Unless you're a shill. Unless you're a shill, which I'd say <laughs> that's a whole, whole other story. Other, <laughs> dude, I can talk to you all about Reddit's algorithms and how marketing is done on Reddit. I've actually consulted for that for other companies. We'll do that off the mic. I've had, I've had no, I'm saying I've had I'd, two companies call me and literally say, "How do we get something on Reddit?" And honestly, I'm mean, making tell you right now, the, the fact that matters, there is no streamlining, and, and you either throw a crap ton of money at it, or yeah. you spend a lot of time on it, like or most come up with a new life. way to do it. Yeah, it's true. It's like it's like well, Archer is a great example. Archer had one of the most successful marketing campaigns on Reddit, and one of the few that was blatantly marketing, and it was where they went into they only put ads in Gone Wild. Really, I didn't hear and about all this. the ads were Archer characters with like objects covering themselves nude and it would be like you know they would do the, the things they did proper formatting so like but they paid to do that yes okay and so the way so the way that this is gonna whatever i don't care if it reflects on me there's a gone gone wild subreddit where people show themselves naked on on based on the internet oh never and, been and in the ty- descriptions of their posts <laughs> the look just gave me <laughs> but they put brackets around the letter that says their gender and so Archer did properly formatted Gone Wild posts and paid for it. 
huh, okay. when they were announcing like season three or season four. And it was such a big deal and it was so popular on Reddit that other news sites wrote articles about Archer marketing on Reddit. Like talk about effective marketing. Yeah, new that's show awesome. on bracket FX. I mean, nobody like they would do something like it's my first time. It's like Pam. And it's like <laughs> Pam from Archer. We all, all know, know it's not Pam's first time. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, oh, it would be like, you know, be nice to me. You know, like, bracket, it's like Archer, like, holding a gun in front of himself, like, trying to cover up. Yeah, and yeah. It's like It's like these ridiculous images they drew that were just borderline lewd. <laughs> well, and to me, like, and, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, but, like, to me, it's interesting how, like, how AMA has just developed into what it is today because at first it was like, oh, this is an interview for the people, and you know, and there's people, still some of that, but it's definitely dominated by celebrities. But it's it's well, it, well, the thing was is that people would go on it, and it was given the the you know the misconception that this is for like the average everyday Joe to talk to a celebrity and ask him questions that he normally wouldn't get to ask him. And then now it just basically turned into, hey, I'm a celebrity, I'm famous, this is what I'm doing, you should go check it out, it's just a marketing ploy. But what's interesting is that there's still this expectation from the community that's like, ask me anything literally means ask me anything. Right, right. And they will turn on you so fast. I know, and I've seen it. I mean, if you give that permission... That's what I'm saying. Like, you opened the door, man. Well, my issue is, is like, there's I'm really only here to talk about Rampart. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Morgan Freeman. Oof. Or, that was a bad one. And like, there's just like that stuff. That wasn't even like, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I know that's the whole point. Well, that's the whole point. They yeah. Figured it out. Well, like, and, this isn't Morgan Freeman, and, and we're not asking Morgan Freeman anything. We're asking marketing rep of Morgan Freeman anything. And that's like that's <laughs> the issue that you run into with that is like there's a fine line between going on there. Like they people want you to do more than just go on there and market your things and do and answer like uh, questions you know for 15 minutes. And they'll accept. People are cool with you marketing if you play by the rules. Exactly. You gotta play by the rules. Exactly. Really, the thing is, give a shit. Like, yeah. it doesn't take that much to take 15 questions. Obama you, did one for real. He literally sat in Charlottesville, by the way, my But he was only did it for like 20 minutes. He did, I think he did it 30 minutes before rallying in Charlottesville. And he just sat there and he did it for real. That's and fine. Like, Answer 15 questions. But the president can do it, you can yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly. And, and don't give like <laughs> three word bullshit answers. Like, if someone, like, and you don't have to type out your it whole life very story. Comedic. Right, it was right, hilarious. right. 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 You know, but if it's a legit question, like, take the time to type out three sentences and ask them that, I mean answer the question it's not a big deal that's why it's called ask me anything you pick a question that is ridiculous that you think somebody would answer but especially you take ones that are more relevant but the most important thing is you don't answer a question like you have two PR people over your shoulder looking at every letter you type yeah like it's meant to be ask me anything not ask me and my marketing well, team everything well back when that's where people are fucking up I gotta be careful how I Say this one. Well, I mean, when we I want was, to get you in trouble. Well, no, I'll cut it if I have to, but okay. I'm not going to. <laughs> the, um, so when I was at Reddit's offices back before Victoria was fired, um, I actually was in the room when she was, I wasn't able to film it, unfortunately, um, but I was able to hang out with her while she was conducting an AMA with someone. Like she was, you know, Victoria used to be a big mouthpiece for people in AMAs. They were always saying Victoria's here to help me. Right, right, right. And the whole point is that people don't understand the Reddit format. They, you know, she helps them kind of guide through it. And... She literally would sit there, and I remember watching her, and this is this is why I don't mind, because I think this is very positive, and the current person might do this too, but she would literally be on the phone with them, <clears throat> scrolling through and go, this is a really good question. I think people are really going to want to hear this. You should answer it. And then she'd tell them, if they didn't know how to find it, she would literally sit there and go, all right, I want you to read me word for word exactly how you want to respond to this. And she would literally type their answer straight up. And like, whether you agree with that or not, but the point is that she was sitting there going like, oh, don't answer this. She'd just be like, look, 
this is something people want to hear. Or like, this is a really funny question you need to answer. Like she was very much like, there's so many questions. Well, she there's was no like, way they could read whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She whoa. was like the community mediator. She was. But uh, she wasn't like screening as much as being like, oh, right, these guys exactly. want to hear this. Like there's 10,000 people. You got to fi- figure out what but to answer. how does that work? Because you know every time is going to be one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. horses. Right. And but the thing is, but a celebrity might not know that. Yeah, well, of course. I, I don't expect them to know it because they're normal people that aren't exactly. on Reddit all the time. But the thing, she would sit there and she'd go, oh, this is a classic. I think you should answer it. People really think this is a funny question. No, that's actually very good. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Because she's basically got on them being, like, she's basically saying give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. And like, whether you agree pedagogically with that, I keep using that word today, whether, <laughs> I, I read a thesaurus, but um, it's, it's whether you agree with that from a like philosophy, it's her whole point she's like i'm trying to help you understand what you're interacting with because reddit's very much its own beast yes <laughs> yeah it's very pretentious oh yeah self they're the, the scientists they, of the internet the deal is they like to pat each other on the back and at the same time punch themselves in the face at the same time yeah. like well no, no one hates reddit more than redditors yeah the I, amount of, I mean how many comments do you read or people dude oh, that's i'm going like, to vote this site went to shit i'm going that to vote reddit so well I, but that's actually that's almost every big website oh sure it's 4chan's happened with that you know who loves to bash americans other than americans i mean like well so like but i will say this about reddit is like reading a lot of things on there like that is like kind of what attracted me into doing this podcast with ryan is that like i read a lot of these posts on reddit and people be like oh well this this that and the other and i'm like dude i don't think that's right and then you see a wall of text exactly and yeah like, all of a sudden, and so like that's why when he brought this idea to me about doing this podcast <laughs> i was like dude absolutely it seems like it'd be a great idea and it's you know it's just a fun way to express myself and hang out and drink on occasion oh thank god i'm glad you brought it back into the actual podcast uh, so dude. we have the segue <sighs> uh but really that's actually kind of piggybacking off of that one of the things about this podcast is that we get to do this without being the guy that jumps into the conversation and says, actually, before the conversation even happens, you know? Right, right, we, yeah. We're doing this as just kind of a presentation, just throwing it out there. Here, have this. And I talked to you about this in the last podcast we did together. I really have this big thing about education, about how that can make a big difference between miracle workers and murderers. Like, Education is something very important to me, and the problem is with it, I'm such a hypocrite because I could never be a teacher. It's not rewarding enough. You have to make your own reward to be a teacher. You're not a waiter. You don't guess what your tips are going to be at the end of the night. There's no surprise to that. All you get is either maybe occasionally a kid thanking you, but you know, honestly, at the most early stages of anything, teachers are like one of the most un- thanked people on earth super underappreciated no, it, it's, it's terrible and like there was well, I was m- looking at a career in education ultimately I just was like I was like yeah, you have later in life but I can't do it now man I, I just can't imagine trying to do that you have to make your you own can't make a life off of and it. you have to pat your own it's back hard. and doing something like that is you know one of the greatest things that you could possibly do that that is like nearest to saintlyhood for me I know somebody specifically two or three people that work with special education and I'm talking about like nonverbal people that have like no actual family to go home to, people that see them as welfare checks almost. And they still every day go to work and have the most emotionally damaging thing happen to them possible with these kids that, you know, can be thankful, cannot be, they just don't have the right way to express it, but they still do it. And I thought, you know, that is amazing to me because once again, education means everything. Get them early, and that—that's how brainwashing works too. Yep. You get them early, and you have them for life. That's how it's worked for education. 
Like I said, sacrifice goes into it. Well, I mean, I, I, I can, can't do it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I grew up from like a similar perspective because I went to uh, to elementary school where my grandmother was a special ed teacher at, and I mean, and these kids that would come in there, these are the kids that would you know act out in class. They had all these problems. I mean, this was in the you know mid nineties when things weren't as you know, it wasn't as, you know, bad as it used to be. But in the mid-90s, there still was a time where things weren't diagnosed like ADD, ADHD thing. They still had all these problem kids, and they were just kind of like, you just have a problem kid. You just have to deal with it. And my grandmother was the person that would just be like, no, I'm going to take them in. I'm going to sit their butts down, and they're going to do their work. And, you know, I'm going to help them through it, blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, I remember, like, one day I was in, like, fourth grade, and there was this kid who, like, I knew from around school, and he was a dick. Nobody liked him. He was just an asshole to everyone. But he was in my grandmother's class every day. And he was doing his work. And she was getting him to actually learn and, like, progress as a student. And that was, like, the time when I thought, I'm like, man, like, I don't know how she does this. You know, not only did this woman raise eight kids on her own. Then she, you know, grew, you know, as she got older and her kids, you know, moved, you know, did their own thing. She decided to raise basically a whole school, of, you know, on her own. Plus, you know, all these special needs. Like, dude, that's just... That's incredible. No, exactly. And, like, you know, every person's a little ball of play- like Play-Doh where, you know, you can shape them however you want right when you take it out the can. But if you leave it out in the air, it hardens a little bit, but you can still bend it a tiny bit until, yeah. you know, they die. But, you know, and that's the thing is, like, I Jesus wanted to make Christ. sure that this podcast was at least somewhat educational. We're being stupid as hell during it, but at the same time... Oh, yeah, things I make up saying, words. Well, yeah. How many discussions do we have where we sit there and, like, how many times, not just me, but, like, we'll sit there and we'll go... This, like, let's make sure we're not advising people on how to operate in the situation. Like, let's never misdirect people. Like, do not give medical advice. Like, we're very, 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 very concerned with what we are communicating as opinion versus fact versus suggestions. Like, we we have a lot of discussions about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it feels like I don't know where it's coming from in terms of y'all. But for the most part, for me, we're covering our asses in terms of, like, we're presenting to a hundred thousand people off the get-go which we're totally not but at the same rate it's one of those things we're trying to protect ourselves and other people because we don't want to be the ones where it's like yeah there's the person that jumps out and says actually and goes and tells somebody the truth about something but we also don't want the person that thinks it's okay to do this thing just because we said it right like we're not always going to lead by example that's vague as hell <laughs> but oh we are definitely not leading by example like one of the things we're trying to be very did you hear all the beer that. cans when he shook the trash yeah, can that's the thing like oh man we talk a lot that's the thing we talk a lot about that and i'm not saying we're perfect at it but we are very concerned about it yeah it, it once again it's half education half comedy i wouldn't even say half and half you don't even do it in numbers it's just this nice little mix where then that's the thing is any way that you can engage somebody into really learning something is the right way to do it. Uh, one of the things that I looked at, you know, I, I have told y'all about a bunch of podcasts and y'all have told me, we both, we all of us like radio dramas and all of us kind of like topical discussions. I'm not as much for free form like Harmontown and I'm going to get so much shit for that. But I, I like things that are a little bit more focused. But the How Stuff Works Network, great, amazing. Thing is, they seem a little bit scripted to me. Well, they can be a little dry at times, unfortunately. And but then the, as a whole, the information is still interesting enough to keep me on it. Exactly. And then there is a show like Blurry Photos, 
which if anybody hasn't listened to it, listen to it. It's great. I don't know them or anything, but they're great people, and they have an amazingly hilarious show. However, funny. they only cover fringe topics. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you learn about it, and it you learn, but I kind of wanted something for something a little bit more based in reality, you know? And... I guess that's what we're aiming for, at least in in my mind and heart. That's what I kind of want to do. We're trying to come up with myths and rumors well, that, like, you might have heard of. And so, but like, like what you're saying, Ryan. Like, we can't. I mean, practicality, exactly. And but, the, on, on like, from an entertainment standpoint of that, like, if we were just gonna sit there and just be like, "This is what you've heard. This is what it actually means, and this is why," and then we go to the next topic, dude, I would fall asleep listening to that and it'd be my own voice. You know, we, we try to add our own entertainment value to it, you but yeah, I mean that it's illegal to do this. But exactly, actually, exactly, it's not illegal. You also heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's the point. Like, you gotta you gotta have something to keep people engaged. And I mean, we are definitely want people to be engaged in our podcast. We want to hear back from people. We want to be interactive, and we also want to you know just make things enjoyable that maybe not I mean always be so enjoyable. Like, you know, history. History is interesting, but it's not interesting to everyone. And not all aspects of history are... Shut the hell up. History is awesome. I know. Okay, history major. But <laughs> that, that's the thing is like we got to do something to like make sure that, you know, it, it, it's interesting to people. So uh, that was my thoughts on that. That's a good point. Right. And uh, oh, by the way, the pizza's here. Oh, I can smell it. I smelled it for a while. <laughs> 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 I don't know I smelled it for about yeah. like 20 minutes. No, I haven't. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, it was God. coming straight through that vent. I was like... <laughs> all right see you bye everybody bye all right yeah but um anything y'all kind of i mean any any other thoughts y'all uh we should be releasing what what's uh should we, say, should, wait should we actually name the podcast because i don't think we've done that no yet. we did did we okay yeah i said like once but anyway the, the podcast called rumor flies uh you'll see me posting a lot about it but basically it's uh weekly uh we're gonna have some supplemental content we have a whole website and everything but fancy. we have show notes. That's right. We cite our sources. Sorry, it is not Chicago or MLA. It's uh, easy to read format. <laughs> and so, uh, but the the we're we're, we're about to launch it. Uh, by the time this podcast drops, it'll either be out or about to come out. And it it's yeah weekly podcast should be good stuff. The you can find it at rumorfliespodcast.com. We have at rumorflies for Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash rumorflies and rumorflies at gmail.com. All these things are great ways to contact us. We really, really, really want participation. We want people to correct us. We want to be wrong. Like we want to figure out things we may have looked over or if you have really cool topics, I mean, we're just three <laughs> mid twenties dudes trying <laughs> yeah. to like brainstorm topics. I have a feeling it's going to be somewhat limited at times. So we're like every single, every single account you see of ours always has at the end participation and courage period. Tell yeah. us about how us kids mean, weren't there when yeah. Yeah, it really is like, it's, it's, it's a very, you know, we highly encourage it. So uh, any, y'all have any thoughts on that as well? Uh, get at us, send us a Facebook message, tweet at us, uh, send us an email, leave us a review, whatever, anything that you want to do to interact with us. We'll take it. Yeah. Uh, once again, thank you for listening to both projecting and hopefully rumor flies in the future. Yep. Yep. Uh, we're going to try to make this as entertaining as possible for you. And we want to have as much fun as possible. So see you then everybody. Exactly. Exactly. And I guess the only last thought is again, um, I know I talked to you a little bit about this previously, Ryan, but like it means a ton to be a part of the project. I know it's like really sentimental and zappy, but like 
you know, like I said, you two are old friends, kind of bringing me in. And I've felt very natural hanging out with y'all. And it's been such an awesome outlet for me. So thank y'all so much for having me as a part of it. It's been a really, really, really cool process. Oh, and no. I love doing it and hanging out with y'all in general. You're just as much part of the team as both of this us, This has dude. been therapeutic for me. And this is like, <laughs> honestly, after you sent me that last mail saying, like even suggesting about the podcast, that was my last little push into the deep end afterwards where, you know, I was able to take this seriously. So well, y'all definitely take it seriously. I, I, whether y'all like it or not, I promise you, we've all worked really hard on this, and we're going to continue to work hard on it. So check it out. And if you don't like it, well, yeah, I don't like you either. <laughs> Just kidding. But thanks again, guys, for bringing me on. It's been a really cool project. So and thanks again for Ryan for letting us use your space to record this. And thank y'all for coming on to projecting and help me fill up another week of content. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I, I guess uh, look out for a drop date about March 28th, something like that. That's, I think that's the target date right now. And yeah, I, yeah. it looks like we're going to have it on time. So I uh, guess that's about it, guys. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Bye.